Welcome back to the Functional Yes. This Functional Longevity Podcast where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. My name is Chris Borda, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness. And uh, the only housekeeping that we have today would be our Jumpstart program, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about here again a little bit today. Jumpstart program. So restrictions have been pulled off of most facilities now with COVID. Most people, many people being vaccinated, people are getting back to the gym. Things are getting back to normal a little bit. But where do we start? How do we get started again? How do we get moving back in that direction to feeling good and having the body that we're looking for? So we've had quite a few people coming back to the facility, people that used to be clients, some new clients coming back to the facility, and it's always like, okay, you know, what do I do? Where do I start? What's the place to start from? So I always suggest that let's get back to square one. So this is square one. This is where you'd want to get started at. If you're getting back into a facility, if you're getting back to, you know, training and eating correctly and things like that, and we're going to specifically talk about nutrition today, not uh, exercise. Uh, but how do we get back to square one with our nutrition? So the first place I like to start with is with deficiencies. Let's start by eliminating deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies. And it's always interesting because no one ever even thinks about that or believes that they have nutritional deficiencies. But people typically don't want to hear this first either. They want to have something really major, all kinds of changes. Let's eliminate things. Let's go to a paleo diet. Let's eliminate sugar. When it's really coming out of the gate, one of the most important things we can do is eliminate deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies. It's more serious than people think. More than 80% of the population has at least one nutritional deficiency. So the body is not going to change until the nutritional deficiencies are removed. It simply won't function properly. And that makes it reaching any health or fitness goal very difficult, harder than it should be if you have these deficiencies. So to eliminate deficiencies, here are some ideas, some things to take a look at, some things I give my clients to look at when they come into my door saying, okay, what's square one? How do I get started again? So let's take a look at how much protein we're eating. We probably need to eat a little bit more protein, especially if we're trying to save muscle mass or build some muscle mass. Make sure we're eating plenty of fruits and vegetables so we're getting the nutrients in our bodies that we need. If, if we're not getting the right amount of nutrients because we're doing some kind of cutting calories in some fashion take a multivitamin grab some fish oil so that we are getting those nutrients getting the vitamins and minerals that the body needs to perform correctly make sure that we're eating sufficient fat make sure that we're drinking plenty of water half of your body weight in ounces in water these are the types of things that we need to establish right away coming out of the gate to get rid of those deficiencies again without them or with deficiencies, the body's not going to work correct, correctly. So let's establish optimal eating habits one step at a time, address one nutritional deficiency at a time, and move on. So develop a habit that you can maintain over time. We don't want to be back in the situation again. We want to try to develop habits that we can maintain. 
So which are some of the nutritional areas that you want to start with? You want to start with the ones that are the most challenging, the ones that are the biggest rocks in the jar, okay? So it could be you don't drink enough water. So make sure that that's the first thing you work on. Get your water in if that's the deficiency that you have. Maybe you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Maybe you're eating a lot of protein, but water is the issue. So start with water and make sure that you fix that before you try to go and fix something else. Once these deficiencies are addressed and you're getting on track with that stuff, okay, we can start to focus on some other things like the quality of food that you're eating, maybe the timing of the food that you're eating, your portion size that you're eating, sleep, uh, stress. But when we specifically talk about eating, is, you know, how fast that you eat, those are all things we can take a look at. But we don't want to take a look at that until we make sure that the deficiencies are gone. This process isn't necessarily slow, okay? It's just systematic. We fix one thing at a time. We focus on one thing at a time, get it right before we move on to the next. Once these are eliminated, the process happens much faster. The body will move much faster. So that's always what I start people off with when they first come through my door. That is square one. So usually one of the next questions is, you know, what diet do I want to be on? Now, we have a specific eating plan that we use, but really there's no best diet, okay? All diets are about the same. All protocols will work. There's some pros and cons to each one. But what we need to do is we need to find what works best for you. Because what works for one person may not necessarily work for another person. We have some guidelines that help people to transform their bodies but some things that we have to tinker with because lifestyles are different and everyone's body is different. A diet that may have worked for one person in the past may not necessarily work for that another person and it may not necessarily work for them again because the body will catch up to what you're doing. So the best approach is to find a, an eating pattern that works best for you that you're going to be able to maintain over time. That's what's key. The truth is that the human body is amazing. It adapts to all different things that you throw at it, okay? So the best diet isn't one particular thing. It's what matches your particular unique physiology. It includes foods that you enjoy, okay? It foods that you enjoy and be able to consistently eat them so you can maintain this eating habit for a long period of time. And it's realistic for long-term success in the logistics of your life, in your budget. So you don't want to develop an eating pattern for a couple of weeks or a few months that you're not going to be able to maintain over the long haul. You can become lean, you can become strong, you can become healthy on a plant-based diet or a meat-based diet, okay? You can improve your health with an organic diet, with free-range foods, even with conventional foods. You can lose weight on a low food budget or an unlimited one. It would, it's what fits within your lifestyle that you're going to be able to maintain for a long period of time. That's one of the keys to it. So once we get that nutritional deficiencies gone, then we start to take a look at your eating patterns. What can we do to change? Whether, again, it is the timing of your eating, Maybe it's the food choices that you're eating, the speed at which you eat at, the 
the portions that you're eating. Those are th some things that we take a look at and things that you can take a look at. But just pick one thing and try to be successful with that one thing. A lot of times we leave an idea. When, when we work with our, our clients, our coaches will actually let the client come up with a suggestion on what they need to, to change. They're more likely to know what's not working for them correctly because we see some food journals, but we're not with them 24-7. So we take their suggestion, and, we, and if it makes sense, we go forward with that, and let's get that cleaned up. So an area that they, you know, people want to just start right off with is, should I avoid carbs? You know, that old carb thing, should I get rid of carbs? But no, not necessarily, okay? You should avoid processed carbohydrates, okay, like cookies, cakes, pastries, okay? But we need to make sure that you're getting the correct carbohydrates. And if you were to ask just about anyone in the, in the fitness industry, the, the common person, okay, if you cut back on your carbs, you're going to lose weight, okay? That's the reality of it. That's going to happen because carbohydrates, hydrates, store water in your body, so cut those carbs out, and you're likely to lose, lose some weight right away. And because you're restricting some calories, you may continue to lose weight, okay? But the reality is most people would do best eating a moderate amount of quality carbohydrates on a consistent basis. Some whole grains when a person can tolerate that. Fruits, vegetables, potatoes, sweet potatoes, beans, legumes, all that stuff have great carbohydrates in it. We want to eat that moderation, but certainly you need to have carbohydrates. So what this means for men is it's usually one to two cups or a handful per meal, and for women it's about a one cup or a handful per meal um, to get enough nutrients. Again, we want to eliminate that nutrient deficit, so get some nutrients. Of course, the needs of each individual differs based on your size, your activity level, what your goal is, what genetics are, genetics are. But the bottom line is carbs are not inherently fattening, okay? Especially whole food sources. Getting adequate carbohydrates can help most people exercise harder and recover better and optimize the progress. Now, I understand that this topic is probably the most controversial of all topics in nutrition. But avoiding carbohydrates may facilitate rapid fat loss, okay, initially. But what I've found over the years, it's not necessarily a long-term successful pattern. It's not necessarily something you can maintain for a long period of time to be successful. So... Since we're talking about carbohydrates a little bit, let's talk about grains. Because people think, you know, don't eat grains um, because they're going to make me fat because they're carbohydrates and things like that. But the reality is most people trying to stay lean do best when they have a reasonable amount of whole grains in their diet. We prefer to have whole grains at breakfast and post-workout. That's when the body's really looking for it. So we don't eliminate that stuff. We try not to eliminate anything. We don't believe in elimination, okay? If you're going to have bacon, have bacon once once a week, once every once in a while. Just don't have it three meals a day, every seven days a week. What I realize is not long ago, grains were supposedly one of the healthiest foods on this, on this planet. But now, you know, they're the evil. Some people stay away from it all the time. They don't ever want to have grains. That's not true. You need to have some grains, okay? 
It's not, they're not evil. But on the other hand, they aren't a superfood like vegans won't suggest eating it all the time. You need to be some balance with this, just like any other food groups, okay? So the bottom line is why we don't need to eat grains specifically, okay? And unless you have celiac disease or, or food map intolerance, there's absolutely no need to avoid them, okay? You need to have them in your diet. Most people would be better off, they'd be more healthy if they were promoting a diet that had some grains in it at a reasonable amount. There's a wide variety of grains, okay? And again, like carbohydrates, let's have those fruits, vegetables, sweet potatoes, and lentils. Just remember, keeping it in moderation, like anything else. So another question that typically comes up when someone first starts with this, once we get past this not necessarily being on a diet, trying to develop a nutritional plan that works for you long term, is do they need to count calories? And my answer to that is always no. You know, for many people, calorie counting is just a hassle. It's a pain in the butt. And it's really um, very unscientific. There's a lot of ways why calories counting is in, imperfect, okay? And although weight management is simply an equation sometimes, eat more, eat more than you burn, okay, and you'll lose weight. If you, pardon me, if you eat more than you burn, you're going to gain weight, so you need to eat less to be able to lose weight, okay? Add that backwards a little bit. Um, the physiologic behind that, calories in, calories out, is actually much more complex than that and dynamic than most people actually realize. Plus, calorie count is so imprecise. It's estimated that there's typically an error of 25, up to 25% in your calorie counting. So if you're calorie counting and you say that you took in 1,000 calories, that could be 750, or that could be 1,250 calories. So it can be very inaccurate, okay? So instead of counting calories, what we try to do is we try to recommend using our hand for the measuring system, for our portion size, or your hand. Your hand is always with you. So the palm, okay, this whole palm determines our portion sizes. So right here, this part of your hand is for protein. When you make a fist, that's how much vegetables you should have. When you cup your hand, that's the size of a portion of carbohydrates. Think about that when you have a dish of pasta, right? And your thumb should be fats, good fats that you should have at, at your meals. And this system counts your calories for you. And it will get you the macronutrients lined up with you and your size without having to do any kind of annoying labeling, reading labels, counting calories, doing math, putting it into apps and things like that. Your hand is portable, it's with you all the time. It never goes away. So it makes portion sizes very convenient to do. In addition, your hand is generally scaled to the size of your body. So if you're bigger, you're gonna have bigger hands, you should be eating more. And if you're a female, or you might be a little bit smaller, your hand is gonna be smaller, so your portion size is gonna be smaller. So that all comes into play. And then when somebody gets started, once we get them on course, some nutrition plan, get their portion sizes, 
the topic of detoxing comes in very often, okay? Should I kick this off with some kind of detox or juice cleansing? And probably not. That's probably not what you need to do. Most popular detox diets don't remove toxins or lead to fat loss. Are you going to lose some weight? Maybe because all you're doing is drinking, all right? So you have a caloric restriction. But a lot of people are worried about the effects of modern lifestyle factors like poor nutrition, sleep deprivation, stress, environmental pollutions, and other health. But detox diets don't clean out toxins, okay? And they don't help you lose fat, okay? In fact, detox diets can work against these goals by bypassing the body's natural detoxification system and creating a feast or famine cycle in your eating. So let's stay away from detox. You'd be better off served with long-term lifestyle skills and incorporating daily practice to improve your nutrition, your performance, your body composition, and going into a detox. And then finally, the question of sleeping habits and stress comes up. People look at us cross-eyed sometimes saying, hey, how does stress and how does sleep really affect my nutrition? How does this affect my transforming my body, okay? Now, they do affect it, and it varies from person to person, okay? Some people sleep real well, some people don't. Some people can manage their stress real well, and some people don't. But let's start with sleep. Sleep is just as important as nutrition and exercise when it comes to improving your health, performance, and your body composition. When you're tired, you make lousy decisions, okay? You need to create a sleep routine, which includes going to bed at a regular routine, regular time. Wake up and go to sleep within an hour or so, even if it's on the weekend, every single day, okay? Limit your coffee and your caffeine before you go to bed, especially in the evening time. Um, try to choose some de-stress activities before you go to bed. Get rid of the screens. Make sure your room is appropriate. We've talked about this many times now. Make sure that room is dark. Make sure the room is a little bit cooler. Make sure the room is quiet. You want to wake up appropriately with light exposure, okay, and some soft noise. That'll help you wake up a little bit slower and a little bit better. And as far as stress, it's all about finding a sweet spot. Too much stress or the wrong kind of stress can harm your health. Yet stress can also be a positive force in your life. It can keep you focused, it can keep you alert, give you give some purpose, keep you at the top of your game. So it kind of depends on how you, you deal with your stress. And you need to prepare for it and be ready to address it every single day. So since stress affects the mind, the body, and the behavior in many ways, everyone will experience stress a little bit differently. Some stress for me is going to be different than the next person. So you need to have like a recovery zone that's yours. It's a physical recovery zone, a psychological recovery zone, so that you can get back to a stressless um, situation. So here are a few tips to help you de-stress. You might want to do some meditation. Get outdoors is a great idea. Um, have a pet. Play with your pet. Snuggle with your pet. Listen to relaxing music. Uh, do some deep breathing drills and drink some green tea. So all things that can help you with your stress. So that is the startup plan when someone comes through my door, okay? This is beyond exercise. This is, a, this is the startup plan. You need to make sure that we don't have a new, any kind of nutrient deficiency. And there's no perfect diet, so let's find a diet that you can maintain over time. Make sure we're eating some complex carbohydrates, some whole grains. They need to be in our diet. 
you'll be more successful in the long term. Don't buy the count calories. Use your hand as your portion guide. No need to detox. Improve your sleep and your stress, and you'll be off and running. You'll be back on track to making the changes in your body and your lifestyle that you're looking for. So I hope this information is good for you. I appreciate um, you taking the time on this actually beautiful Tuesday afternoon to listen to what I have to say. I don't take it lightly. Um, you, your day is important. Uh, you, everyone is busy. So to take the time to listen to what I have to say is uh, means a lot to me. So You can look for more information from me next Tuesday. We're going to give you some insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better on our Yes Functional Longevity podcast. Thanks for watching and have a great evening.